Chapter 34 Darkness Within Link scrambled to dry land, the mask falling from his face and clattering onto the polished stones beneath him. He pushed himself to his feet, just as a tingling sensation spread across his neck. He gasped, clasping his hand to his neck to reveal smooth skin where there had been gill slits moments before. Link clutched the smooth stone wall beside him, feeling wretchedly ill. His breathing ragged from his hurried swim. He must have accidentally swallowed some of the tainted lake water. That would account for the horrid taste in his mouth. Stealing himself, Link glanced about at the interior of a dimly lit cave. There were two spheres of flickering light hovering beside a doorway which cast a blue luminescence about the cave walls. The light danced upon arcane runes and carvings etched into the cavern walls. He turned his eyes to the doorway, which lay beyond an alcove inside the stone jaws of an eel-like creature. Two tiny fins protrude from behind the creature's mouth, and there was a frill around the neck. Its small sapphire eyes watched over the temple's entrance as the odd statue stood guard. As he examined the statue, still trying to catch his breath, Link noticed tiny specks of blood leading towards the eel's mouth. Rudo. Was the blood from being struck in the face by Dark Link, or had something else happened to her? Link sincerely hoped that Rudo hadn't come to any more harm. This entire plan to retrieve the medallion had been a disaster, and as far as he knew, the remaining Zoro were scattered. They should have been right behind him, but as each precious second passed, nobody emerged from the water. He was alone. Where are they? He wondered. With time, Already running short, he'd have to make a decision. He could either wait and risk Rudo's life, or venture alone without any knowledge of the temple's layout. If it was as vast as the last two temples, his chances of finding Rudo in time were slim. I probably have as much chance at finding Rudo as they do, Link thought. There was no way to know where in the temple she was. If he found her before the Zora, there was less chance of Dark Link massacring them as he had upon the lake shore. As he recalled the sight of the dead, mercilessly cut down by the red-eyed demon, Link made up his mind. He'd searched for Rudo alone. Link pressed forward, unable to ignore the growing unease in the pit of his stomach. He was so very alone. Even in the darkness of the Dodongo's cavern, trapped between ravenous reptiles and a wall of rubble, Navi had still been there with him. Navi can't help you now, he thought. At that, he wondered if the other sages could still communicate with him. He whispered their names, a hushed sound echoing off the walls as he did so. Nothing. Perhaps he was too far from their temples, or perhaps his proximity to the curse was preventing them from communicating with him. The Morpho was in here too, and he had no way of knowing where. It had beaten him to the temple, and Link did not know how long he had until the creature regenerated. It was possible that the source of its strange powers was in here too, like the crystal that Ganondorf had so cruelly thrust into Volvagia's neck. Rudo first, Link reminded himself. He'd deal with the Morpha later. For now, he had to stay alert and rescue the Zora Queen. That was going to be easier said than done. Without Navi, his senses were in a heightened state of alert. 
His heart hammered in his chest as he listened for any sound and watched for any movement. But the only sound was his own rapid breathing. It was hard to keep his anxiety in check, and his hypervigilance was not helping. <sighs> Just breathe. Sheik had tried teaching him to meditate before Ganondorf had attacked them in the forest. Quietly, Link thanked Sheik for her efforts. Surely, without that little bit of training, he would have slipped into a full-blown panic attack by now. But even these attempts to calm his nerves, and the image of the candle flame nearly imploded when he stepped through the eel's mouth. The room beyond had been beautiful once. A soft blue light lit the interior, seeming to come from a rectangular pool of water in the center. Tiered stone steps led down to the pool, and water gushed from the mouth of a beast carved from stone. Link noticed none of these, his eyes fixed upon a trio of dead Zora. One was slumped against the wall, a hand clasped against four deep gouges along its abdomen in a futile attempt to staunch the bleeding. Are those claw marks? Link stared in terrified fascination before tearing his eyes away from the grisly sight. More slaughter awaited him. There was Zora blood splattered along walls like some morbid painting. To his right, another Zora had a gaping hole in its side as though something had been gorging on its insides. What could have done that? This did not look like the work of Link's doppelganger. A third Zora was reaching out towards a spear he would never grasp. Its tip stained a bright green. There was more of the greenish, almost yellow liquid splattered on the floor. Link faintly recalled Rudo mentioning that something other than the Morpha had attacked the Zora, but he couldn't recall just what. Gulping at the idea that something else was lurking by, Link carefully examined the room, half expecting to find some other sign of the ones who had defiled the temple. Four doorways awaited him, and though he had no idea which one would lead him to Rudo, he took the first one on the right. Hopefully, he could find his way through the temple quickly, and though he knew Rudo would not approve, he would use his sword to mark his passage. He was careful not to damage any of the reliefs along the walls, knowing that doing so would definitely upset the Zora. He stepped out onto a wooden bridge that ran over a pool of water. There were ramps extending down into a basin where statues lined the walkways. Each statue was set into an intricately carved alcove, and among them, Link could make out marine creatures with ghoulish faces. Each of them sat on a small stone bench with a rich decor of offerings that ranged from glittering rupees in pots to jewelry. Link didn't spare more than a momentary glance at the statues, for there was more blood on the bridge, with green splotches leading straight towards a door at the far end of the room. At least one of the creatures that had attacked the Zoro was injured. Hopefully, that meant one less to deal with. Heart pounding in his chest, Link unsheathed his sword immediately noticing the glowing gemstone within its hilt. Did that mean Dark Link was close, or was it something else? Pushing open the gilded double doors in front of him, Link froze at the threshold. Green blood stained the cold blue stones, pooling around the corpse of a serpentine creature. The beast was almost eel-like, with the exception of the tusks protruding from either side of its mouth, and its muscular arms ended in long webbed fingers. The beast's claws bespoke of a terrible strength, and left Link with little doubt as to what had befallen several of the Zora. What is that? He wondered. Was it even native to Hyrule? 
It vaguely resembled some of the creatures that decorated the temple's walls. Each of the carvings had told a story of monsters that the Zora had fought and triumphed over. Had Ganondorf placed creatures here as a form of mockery? It was idle speculation, and with no way of knowing for sure, Link quickly returned his attention to the task at hand. Link continued through the next several rooms, finding nothing that seemed out of the ordinary. Four rooms later, he came to a chamber that featured a series of five obelisks that jutted out of a pool of water. There were runes etched into their surface, and the benches surrounding the obelisks suggested that they were a place of reflection. Link walked past them, and as he approached the edge of the passage, he became aware of a strange slurping sound. Something else caught his attention to an all-too-familiar stench made his gut turn to ice. Blood. The stench grew heavier as he approached the door. Steadying himself and gripping his sword tightly, he pushed the heavy frame. It swung open, revealing a sight that he dreaded seeing. The Zora on the other side was very dead. The flesh of its abdomen torn open with its innards spilled out onto the floor. The serpentine creature gorging on the poor Zora's guts ignored Link, which was fortunate for him. Overcoming his horror, Link gagged and backed away as his stomach threatened to rebel. The creature heard him, turning to regard him with its large black eyes. Then, without the barest hint of a warning, the monster sprung. It was like a serpent springing for its prey, quick and deadly. Its claws raked through the air as it wriggled towards him. Having expected the creature to be slow and clumsy on land, though the carnage should have told him otherwise, Link hadn't risen his guard. Reflex saved him, and he raised his shield, letting the beast's claws scrape against it. Link swung, cutting through the beast's arm and reducing it to a bloody stump. The monster hissed, and shot a cloud of noxious green mist towards him. Though most of it struck his shield, a tiny drop struck Link just below the eye, while hot pain flared across his cheek, and staggering back, he resisted an urge to drop his shield and wipe away the venom. Frantically, he stepped back and out of reach of the monster's limbs. Having encountered Deku Scrubs in the forest before, he knew the dangers of a creature that could spit poison. At least Deku Scrub Venom wasn't as painful nor as potent as this. Deku Scrub Venom hurt, but this was far worse, and Link had no doubt it could blind him. The serpentine beast followed him, raising its head to spit again. Its claws raked Link's shield, slamming into the metal frame with such force he stumbled and fell. Link desperately rolled away from the creature. He came to his knees, just in time to see the creature raise its head, not wanting to be sprayed with the nasty toxin again. Link seized the element of fire, willing its power into his veins. The flames danced in front of him, and the monster shrieked a guttural scream as the fire engulfed it. The beast stumbled forward, clawing the air with its remaining arm. The noxious stench of its burning flesh was overwhelming, but Link managed to silence the beast's terrible scream with a quick thrust to the neck. Even then, he feared he was too late, for he was sure those terrible cries would have carried far. As the creature's death rattles faded into silence, Link stepped back, and in doing so, he tripped over the remains of the Zora. He was down before he could think to break his fall, falling beside the half-devoured Zora. Seeing the scattered entrails and desecrated corpse up close, Link cried out in horror, tearing himself away. 
He scrambled to the far end of the room and vomited all over the small statue of a deity. Eyes watering, his throat burning, Link grasped the altar with trembling hands. Taking in a few gulps of air, Link looked at the deity he had accidentally thrown up on. It resembled the head of a fish with long fins protruding from its neck on either side. He wondered just what Rudo would have thought of his accidental sacrilege, but quickly dismissed the thought as the stench of death became overpowering. Breathing deep and trying to settle his trembling limbs, he left the room, entering an adjoining chamber adorned with writing along the walls. Once he was far enough from the smell that he was sure he wouldn't retch, Link fell back against the wall, breathing heavily. Maybe I should have waited for the other Zora. He very nearly considered doing just that, but then remembered Dark Link's warning. He had no idea how much time was left, but he was sure it wasn't long. No, he couldn't wait. Not only that, but waiting for the Zora to attack Dark Link would be as good as sentencing them to death. Resolute, Link took a deep breath and kept going. Entering the next room through a side passage, he arrived in a hall that was divided into two tiers. There were two dead Zora at the foot of the stairs leading up onto the upper level. Three of the strange serpentine monsters lay nearby. The muffled sounds of someone yelling caught his attention and Link quickly ran up the small flight of steps to the upper tier. Here, at the far end of the room, was a Zora statue seated cross-legged before a shallow pool of water. It sat upon a bench richly decorated with carvings and symbols that Link did not recognize. The statue seemed to be gazing down at the figure lying before it on the bench, a figure in tattered robes. Rudo lay bound and gagged, and Link was glad to see that she had not come to further harm. She seemed more angry than frightened. Rudo! Link cried out. Common sense took hold, and he looked around the room for any danger. Rudo was trying to speak, but he couldn't understand a word she was saying. Rudo, Link said, walking quickly towards her. Hang on, I'm going to get you out of here. That was when Rudo's eyes suddenly widened, and she went very still. Battle instinct taking hold, Link spun around, sword at the ready. There was nothing there. Then, I knew you would come. <laughs> Dark Link's voice sent a chill through Link's spine. Link's eyes fell on a nearby pillar as Dark Link stepped out from behind it. You are so predictable. He sneered mockingly. Of course, it helps when I am you. You are not me, demon. Link spat in defiance. Dark Link smirked. On that, you are wrong, hero of time. The darkness inside of you sustains me, and as long as it exists, so will I. He stepped closer. Link wanted to use the fire medallion again, but he wasn't sure how long he could wield it without succumbing to its debilitating effects. The doppelganger circled him, regarding him coldly. It was an effort to hold Dark Link's unflinching stare, and Link's mind screamed for release as those red eyes bore into his soul, burning with hatred. Dark Link tilted his head from side to side, as though measuring Link, a predator waiting to pounce. Tell me, hero of time, why do you fight? Is it for a princess who fled her kingdom the moment it fell? A princess who cannot protect her own people? Link circled, trying to block out the words while finding an opening to slip his sword through. His attempts were hopeless. Dark Link deflected every thrust and jab with effortless ease, as if he knew Link's thoughts before he'd even committed them to action. 
Dark Link smirked as he deflected another stroke of Link's blade, amusement flickering in those glowing red eyes. Do you fight for your goddesses? Dark Link asked. They will destroy Hyrule. This my master has shown me. They will drown their own people beneath the waves. You think they are benevolent? Do you think they even care about you or your world? It is but a star in the sky to them. Just one world among countless others. Your puerile meanderings are meaningless. Your efforts will be for naught and Hyrule will fall. My master can stop that. He alone can save Hyrule from its doom. Link did not reply. He did not believe for a moment that the goddesses would do such a thing. It made no sense. Why would they do that after putting him through so much pain to save Hyrule? Not to mention the efforts of everyone else who was trying to stop Ganondorf. No, the demon was trying to distract him. Link knew he couldn't let that happen. Any misstep now, any mistake, and that black blade would be slicing through his throat. Dark Link was dissatisfied by his silence. You are weary. I can see it in your eyes, Hero of Time. The title dripped with mockery. So many have died around you. So many you failed to save. So many placed in harm's way because of you. You led Ganondorf to the Triforce and doomed your world. You are not a hero, and you know it. If you think the two Shikar care about you, you're deluded. You are but a piece in their war against Ganondorf. A puppet pulled on strings by a puppeteer. And the goddesses you so blindly serve? You are their tool, an instrument of their will to be broken and discarded. Link drove forward, thrusting as he desperately tried to ignore Dark Link's comments. They were far too familiar to him. It was what he had thought during those dark hours before and after he drew the Master Sword from its pedestal. The same thoughts he'd had had as he lay recovering in a bed in Orden, with little to stop the doubt or fear that festered within his mind. The beast inside Link stirred, sniffing in an anticipation at the growing tempest. Focus! Shut it out! The candle flame in Link's mind flickered as though buffeted by a gust of wind. His attempts to empty his emotions into the flame were failing, and his hands shook in a barely contained rage. Ferenz had taught him that anger might help him, but it would also make him reckless and make him commit a mistake he would regret. Dark Link was still unsatisfied by the lack of response. A hint of annoyance crept into its voice. What do you think will happen if you defeat Ganondorf? Hyrule's monarch might give you a nice parade and lots of wealth. A title, perhaps. Or will you be sent to live out the rest of your days alone? An unsung hero forgotten by time, lost forever with only the shadows and the terrors of the night as your constant companions. Is that what you want? Each word was like a tiny knife being driven into his skull. Sweat bedded down Link's forehead and he tried desperately to concentrate. Don't rise. Don't rise. Link's mind was screaming at him to lash out. He wished Navi were with him. She could have distracted him. Seeing that its efforts were beginning to work, Dark Link smiled. It was an unpleasant grin, twisted and triumphant. All your life you have lived a lie. You were told you were a kokiri, but you were abandoned by your parents. 
A helpless babe left in the woods to die from the elements. Oh. <laughs> Don't you see? Your parents meant to kill you. They did not love you. He was lying. Link's mother had been trying to save him from those who would do him harm. Soraya had said as much. He tried to remember the words they exchanged the last time they met in the sacred realm. A faint ghost of a smile painted Soraya's face, teary eyes sparkling with life. Despite her wounds, all your mother cared about was that you were safe. She loved you, Link. And so do I. Doppelganger and hero, light and shadow, their swords clashed together in a clamor of steel. With a quick dash to the side, Link brought his shield up as Dark Link's obsidian blade scraped along its surface. Link's movements became fluid, almost instinctive as he stepped from one movement to another. Onward he pressed, trying to force Dark Link towards a pillar. Anything to put Dark Link on the defensive and cause him to stumble. Link looked for something that might give him an upper hand. He knew he would tire long before Dark Link would. He wasn't even sure it could tire. Jasper, Mido, the Great Deku Tree, Saraya. You saw them die. You failed them, Dark Link hissed. They died because of you. Jasper, Mido, Saraya, the Great Deku Tree, Dark Link repeated. Their deaths were your fault. Saraya isn't dead. Jasper, Mido, Saraya. Ignore him. Jasper, Mido, Saraya. The Great Deku Tree. You failed them. You killed them! Link's temper flared, and at that moment, something inside of him snapped. Shut up! He snarled. His attempts to hold onto the memories he and Soraya shared were shattered, broken under Dark Link's onslaught. So you're not mute then? I was beginning to think something might have happened to your voice. Monologues are rather tedious. Dark Link jabbed his sword forward, and Link swept it aside. Jasper! Mido! Link cursed inwardly as the mantra continued. Dark Link's eyes grew wild with a frightening glee as he continued. I have to end this! Link tried to focus on channeling the elements, but he couldn't concentrate, and the flow eluded him. Jasper! Mido! Saraya! Shut up! Link roared. The beast inside of him broke free of its leash. Dark Link sneered, and Link swung wildly towards him. His arm was raised too high, exposing his flank. With a shout, Dark Link slashed his sword straight across Link's side, cutting straight through the chainmail as if it wasn't there, and into his abdomen. Link screamed as Dark Link drew a line of white-hot pain across his torso. Warm blood flowed thickly from the wound, and he stumbled his sword and shield slipping from his grip. One hand clasping his bloodied side, Link peered up into Dark Link's baleful eyes. The demon regarded him, head cocked in amusement. Your friend was right. Anger makes you reckless, Dark Link observed mildly. But then, you were never a good listener, were you? Link tried to rise, but Dark Link aimed a savage kick to his face. The blow connected with Link's nose, and suddenly his face was afire with pain. Before Link could process the fact that his nose was broken, 
Dark Link aimed a savage kick into his wounded side. Blinded by the agonizing pain, Link fell, landing in a heap beside the Master Sword. The sight of it was enough to restore him to some sense of clarity. He reached for it, but Dark Link flicked the blade away with his own weapon. Only then, deprived of his only weapon, did Link truly realize that he was about to die. Vaguely, he could hear Rudo screaming. It was a strange, muffled wail. Dark Link cast a look over his shoulder at her, irritation plain on his face. Silence, Zora! It will be your turn soon enough, and I will not be kind. Dark Link rose his blade one more time. You're dead, hero, he said with a smirk. <laughs> Courage alone won't save you. You are impulsive, reckless, emotional and chaotic. Hardly the traits of a noble hero. It will be your undoing. There was a sudden clink, followed by a squelching thud. Dark Link's eyes went wide, one hand reaching for the metal barb of a spear-like weapon that was protruding through his chest. And this will be your undoing! With a loud click, the chain retracted, and the spearhead was wrenched out of Dark Link's chest. The demon slumped, falling sideways, revealing Link's rescuer behind him. Finally, I thought he'd never shut up, said Azora from beyond Link's vision. It sounded like Grop. Link? You're hurt. Link recognized another voice through the haze clouding his vision. Though most of her features were hidden behind a helm, he could see the worry in her eyes. Lutara, he rasped, looking up. The weapon the Zora was holding was an odd polished blue cylindrical contraption made of metal, a barbed spear-like end poking out the front of it. Link had never seen such an unusual instrument before. Is not dead. Link moaned, struggling to speak as the blood flowed sickingly through his mouth. He gagged as the two Zora stepped forward to help him. Lutara frowned, re-aiming her weapon. With a faint hiss and a click, the mechanism that stopped the weapon from firing prematurely disengaged, and Lutara kept it level with Dark Link's heart. Something made her eyes widen in disbelief, and Link quickly saw what it was. The wound in Dark Link's chest was closing, knitting shut, even as he watched. Link struggled to pull himself to his feet, not noticing the Zora behind him as they freed Rudo from her bonds. Dark Link's eyes opened and looked up at him, red eyes aflame. It was laughing. Link's head exploded in a sickening pain. It was like his head had been split in two. The Zora who had come to his aid cried out in horror and backed away. What happened to his eyes? Lutara asked, appearing suddenly uncertain. In her shock, she didn't fire her weapon. They're red! Link tried to answer her. The pain in his skull was unbearable. A cry of agony seared Link's throat, and all he wanted was for his torment to end. Please, goddesses, let it end! The pain was beyond endurance. Let me die! Dark Link was laughing. Then a voice broke through the pain, profound and foreboding. Kill them! Realizing there was another presence in his mind, Link panicked. This was not the gentle melding that came when he touched minds with Volvagia or the Great Deku Tree. This was far more sinister. Somehow, Dark Link was trying to take control of his mind. 
No, I won't let you, Link thought fiercely. He could sense Dark Link's malevolence. The demon's anger coursed through Link's veins, and he realized he was no longer in full control of his body. Kill the Zora! Link didn't remember moving his arms, but now his palms were raised towards the Zora. What am I doing? Link thought, alarmed. He did not want to hurt them, yet something was telling him to do just that. What's wrong with him? Lutara gasped. He's possessed, Grop said. We have to kill him. No! Someone had ungagged Rudo. Step away from him, Grop! My queen, we have no choice, Grop argued. No, Rudo! Link wanted to yell, but he could not find the words through the pain. Grop is right. I am a danger to all of you. Zelda can find another way. She would have to. At any moment, he would unleash a torrent of fire upon the very ones he was trying to help. They will destroy you if you don't kill them! No, I won't harm them! Link screamed back. Fire coursed through his veins, its power invigorating him, flooding him. He turned his attention to Rudo, raising his hands higher. He could still feel the demon's presence growing stronger and stronger. Rudo's eyes were wide with fear, but she did not move. What am I doing? Link thought frantically, as something told him to kill her. Link, it's me, Ruto! Fight this, Link! Fight it! Rudo's voice was surprisingly calm, but he could hear an edge of fear in those words. This isn't you, Link. Remember who you are! At the same time, one of the Zora jumped in between the altar and Link while Spears swung level with his chest. Ruto glared at Link's doppelganger, hands on her hips, eyes full of outraged fury, as if Dark Link had deliberately set out to spite her. Can't you do anything to stop that thing? She demanded of the others. Not while they are melded, your majesty. I fear it will kill them both, Lutara said. Trying to break it by knocking either of them out might not be a good idea either. He is at the mercy of whatever that demon is. Destroy them! The demon beckoned. I say we kill him if he so much as unleashes a spark, Grop suggested. No! Ruto snarled. Did you not hear me? My queen, there must be another way without the boy, Grop argued. He knows it. Link squeezed his eyes shut as Dark Link screamed at him to obey. The pain was beyond anything he had endured, beyond imagining. Soraya, help me. It hurts so much. If he died, he would never see Soraya or Navi again. He would fail them. No. Flames danced on his fingertips. A faint light caught his attention. It was the Master Sword, the amber gem glowing brighter and brighter, warning them of the present danger. Seeing the blade sent a small jolt through Link, and he grasped light, letting the element fill him. The pain intensified as the light fought against Dark Link's presence in his mind. I have to live! Images flashed through Link's mind, visions of the suffering he had seen caused by Ganondorf. The refugees, the Gorons, the Kokiri, and the Zora, all of them were suffering under Ganondorf's rule. He lost count of how many times he saw Mido, Jasper, Soraya, and Zelda die. As more twisted perversions of his memories swept by, consciousness threatened to fail him. Soraya let go, and Link felt pain lance through his heart, afraid he might lose her again. 
It seemed a foul twist of fate that they would soon part ways after their lives had been so cruelly drawn apart. He was looking into her eyes, wondering why it had to be that way, why he had to be the hero of time. Why me, Soraya? He asked. Because it could be no one else. The goddesses chose you because they knew you could do it. I believe you can. The only person you need to convince is yourself. Another memory of Soraya and himself in the sacred realm. I am the hero of time, he thought. He could not let Dark Link beat him. He had to fight. He had to stop Ganondorf. This had to end. Link drew more light until he was sure it would be dangerous to consume much more. I am the hero of time, he repeated, screaming in defiance at the creature trying to destroy him. No! Dark Link screamed. Another prickling pain was burning on Link's left hand, and he was aware of a new power surging through him. It felt almost peaceful compared to the raging tempest that was fire. He looked down at the gauntlet on his left hand and saw a symbol illuminating its surface. It was the Triforce, one of the triangles glowing more intensely than the rest. Odd, he was certain that had never happened before. Then, everything went cold, and he left the water temple behind. The smell of earth was strong in his nostrils as Link trod upon a bed of damp leaves. It was night, and the moon bathed the trees in an eerie silver light. He was dressed in his green cockety garbs, carrying nothing save the master sword and shield. I'm dreaming. If this was a dream, it was a rather peculiar one. He was in the lost woods, though he could not recall how he had gotten here. Before he could move, a stick snapped behind him. Something caught him, spun him around, and in a rapid motion, grabbed his throat and thrust him against the nearest tree. A cold hand clenched against his windpipe, choking him in its iron grip. Link was so stunned that it took him a moment to realize who had attacked him. It was Dark Link, red eyes unblinking as he slowly dug his fingers into the flesh of Link's throat. The Triforce mark on his hand was glowing, and Dark Link looked down at it in surprise, his eyes widening in disbelief. Impossible! The demon sounded afraid, but Link couldn't work out why. There was a blur of motion, and what Link perceived to be a ball of brightly colored fur crashed straight into Dark Link with a frenzied snarl. Link crashed the soft earth. He rolled, clutching his neck and gasping for breath. He looked up to see what had attacked his doppelganger. It was a wolf. Not an ordinary wolf that he'd seen accompany Soraya, but a wolf with bright golden yellow fur. One of the forest spirits, perhaps? No, he'd seen them and this looked nothing like one of them. Dark Link screamed, holding his arms over his face as the wolf pinned him to the ground. In a swift motion, it knocked his arms aside and snapped its teeth onto his neck. Then, with one shake of the wolf's head, Dark Link's neck snapped with a horrible crack. The screams went silent, and all that was left were the loud, angry growls of the wolf as it made sure its quarry was dead. Apparently satisfied with its kill, the wolf looked up and turned its head towards Link. As the golden eyes fell upon him, Link had a strange sense of familiarity about the wolf. He felt as if he knew the creature. The wolf perked its ears up, regarding Link with a look of intense curiosity. 
Link knew a wolf's cues well enough to know when it intended to attack, or if it was wary. The wolf gave no such signs, looking at Link as though it were greeting an old packmate. It trotted towards him, tail wagging and paws padding through the leaves until its wet nose nearly touched him. We meet again, chosen of Faror. Link gasped, sure that the wolf had just spoken in his mind. Who are you? He asked. I am the spirit of the Triforce of Courage. Our spirits were intertwined from the moment you entered the Sacred Realm. The magic bestowed upon the Sacred Triangle by the gods binds me to the one who receives the Triforce of Courage. When the Demon King touched the Triforce, his lust for power caused it to split, and I became a part of you. Link did not recall Rauru mentioning this. Now his mind was completely numb. How come I've never seen you before? He asked. Because you had not awakened me, nor could you until you accepted that you are Faror's chosen, the hero of time. The wolf stepped forward, and he could hear its breath as its golden eyes looked into his own. To become the hero of time, you must conquer your fear. You fear the darkness within you, the voice that tells you to doubt yourself, and whispers nameless fears into your mind. That same darkness took hold when you believed a dear friend of yours was dead. You must conquer it. Do that. Hold on to the light within you, and you can stop the ones who threaten your world. Believe in yourself, and in your strength. The Triforce symbol on his hand was glowing again, prickling uncomfortably as the wolf stared at it. Then it took a step forward as Link watched in confusion. How do I do that? He asked wishing the spirit, or whatever it was, would speak more plainly. You already possess what you need. You just need to use it. Go. I will protect you. You need not fear being possessed again. The wolf nipped him. Link cried out in shock, drawing his arm away. Ouch! he exclaimed. What was that for? To remind you of who you are. Link did not understand, but he inspected his arm, noting the red puncture marks on his skin. Then, the wolf rose onto its back legs, placing its paws on his chest. Its muzzle was mere inches from his. Be warned, the spirit within the Triforce of Power was tainted by one of the Ancients. When the three pieces are reunited, the balance between light and shadow will be restored. Until then, your world will not know peace. Go. I will be with you till your task is done. The vision faded, and Link felt the cold touch of the water temple's tiled floor return. Muffled voices sounded from around him, confusing and muddled. Is he alive? Yes, I'm not sure what that thing did to him. He sort of just collapsed like he was having a fit. I thought he was dead for sure. That thing! Did they mean his shadow? Was it still alive? Link opened his eyes. He reached for his sword so that he could use itself to leverage himself upright. Easy, Link, came Rudo's soothing voice from beside him. Somebody pushed her away, much to her irritation, and three spears swung level with his chest. Is it you? Grop asked. For goodness sake, Grop, do those eyes look red to you? Rudo asked. Well, they are not glowing anymore, my queen, Lutara said. That's a start, I hope. Link was unsure as to what they were talking about. His attention was focused solely on the creature beside him, 
Dark Link lay listless, seemingly dead. Then, the demon fingers twitched, mere inches away from its blade, and the Zora cursed. The demon leaped up with frightening speed, flicking one spear aside and avoiding Lutara's attempt to skewer it. Link had seen his doppelganger twitch before it jumped, and this time, he was ready. Mustering what little strength remained, he lunged for his sword, gripped it tightly, and slammed the blade straight into the demon's chest. 